up? What up? What yeah, up? Yeah, back for season two. Back again. Season two, ep one. Yeah. Been a minute, but we're excited to be back here, bro. Back like we never left. Back like we never left. New and improved. I don't know if it's new and improved, but either way. Well, well it's new because videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on video now. now. We're rolling video yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, we're recording yeah, video yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And it's improved because we've been putting a lot of work in our social pages. Facts. TikTok. Where we Instagram. At? Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube right. At Love God Love Sex pod. podcast. Yeah, no, yeah. At Love God Love Sex Pod is the handle. Yeah, 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 for sure. So uh with that said, check us out, subscribe. If you're listening like. to Google Podcast, mm-hmm. Apple, or Spotify, you know, please leave a comment. Look forward to hearing from you. Word. But we're here today. We're here today. We're here today talking about what are we talking about today? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so we got some feedback last season from you guys who have been listening. Shout out to everybody who listened to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, yeah. on uh, Google Podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Um, and some of the major feedback was, you know, they, they understand the sex part of Love God, Love <laughs> Sex. <laughs> they understand that we love sex, but they don't really kind of get where's the love God and the love God love sex. So we wanted to take an episode to kind of answer you guys questions um, regarding that. Where's the love God and love God love sex. And then explain to you, you know, kind of our perspective on what God means to us and, and what that means in relationship to this title, love God. So some of the things we're going to touch on today are our sexual journeys, Mm -hmm. our spiritual journeys, um, how those things kind of come together and intersect, how we came to the understanding of what love, God, love, sex is. And, you know, we're going to have a good, fruitful conversation with people about ethics and morals and erotic intelligence and humanity and honoring and all of that. So without further ado, let's get into it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, yeah. talk to the people. Yeah, so... I think it's important to contextualize why we wanted to have this conversation Mm -hmm. outside of the fact wanting to respond to people. For sure. So as one knows, we said it last season, the mission of this show, this podcast is about self-acceptance and healing and people's sex and intimacy journeys. Mm -hmm. We want people to feel empowered and to own their stories and to walk away from this podcast and to walk into their homes, walk into their lovers' homes with an understanding of self and an understanding of their humanity. And so part of that for us is the God part of love, God, love, sex. Mm -hmm. It's tied to how we see ourselves and how we see humanity. So it's an important conversation to have. If we're going to keep telling people (laughs) that name of our podcast, our show is love, God, love, sex. Right. For you, why is this important? I mean, just outside of, like you said, responding to our listenership and, and being attentive to their requests. Um, I believe that we all have a divine nature. I believe that God is a part of all of us. Mm-hmm. And as such, um, that nature, I feel like, should be informing our, our practices. So, mm-hmm. you know, we always talk about this word picture of, like, this L shape or this 90 degrees, right? So whatever's happening with you and your spirituality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, vertically, that's what's informing these different or various horizontal relationships that you're having. So me saying that we all have a divine nature, the love, God, love, sex, or why that's important is because as much as, you know, we don't want to tell people what to do, what they should do, we definitely advocate for um, 
honoring people's humanity. Yeah, for sure. We definitely are advocates for um, erotic intelligence, for spiritual intelligence. And I would say, like, these are the things, the values that we have that guide us. And so that's just the message that we wanted to send. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, for sure. So let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. What is the God? Where is the God? Mm. And love God, love sex. What's that? What's that thing you say? Hey, God, are you there? Uh, hey, hey, God. What's you're around? There's going a lot of stuff going out here today. Are you, are you around? <laughs> are you still here? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember me? Are People you still down? Know. People, want, are you still down? People want to know. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, the God. I'm the sex God. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but so, so I think this is important because for us, we want to let people know something that's I think critical to our respective journeys. Mm-hmm. And so we'll get into our spiritual journeys, but we'll start here. The God in Love God, Love Sex is not a big God. What do we mean right. by a big God? It's not a creator God. We're not talking about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. Sitting on the throne. Looking yeah, down, yeah, yeah. Taking notes yeah, yeah, about exactly. what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not dealing with the list-taking God right. or the God of judgment. And mm-hmm. I, that God is very personal to me and you. That's mm-hmm. our respective journeys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then maybe some people who are listeners who are on that, that level or that page with us. But for the purpose of the podcast, the God is not a big God. It's not a big G God. It's right. a little G God. Mm-hmm. And what do we mean by little G? Referring to the codes or principles or ethical systems or ethics that people have that are more in line with how they live with their lives. It's it's the ethical system they use to, the lens up, right, of ethics they use to live through and see life. Mm-hmm. And we think this is more important because big God gets very controversial very quickly. I remember this guy, Saeed, I was studying abroad with in Egypt in like 2001 was like, God is the greatest politician ever. Because he lies in good faith. (laughs) Exactly. Or in bad faith. Well, no, but (laughs) I I think the idea is that you can invoke God in anything. You can invoke God for, to support rape. You can Mm. invoke God to support massacres, genocide, slavery, slavery, Mm -hmm. you know, put God into any inhumane condition you want and say, Hey, God is sanctioning this. And so we want to avoid the big God because we recognize the big God gets controversial and that's everyone's respective journey. Yeah. But the little God is about being connected and living in community to live in, right? The communities that we all reside in, in a hospitable, human-based, human-centric way. And so for us, when we talk about God and sex, we're talking about the, the ethical system that you have or that we have that we believe is important for creating hospitable, loving connections with people, even if you're in these kind of transactional swipe culture relationships, mm-hmm, or some mm-hmm. people say situationships. Yeah, punctuationships. Yeah. That's the new one I heard. Punctuationships? Punctuationships, yeah. What's that? What is that? Oh, I, fun. I somebody just having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah punctuationships <laughs> yeah. that that you have, that you're always leading with a con- connection first, partner first mentality. Mm-hmm. So that's for us what the what God is. It's this ethical system. It's these credos, it's this creed or principles that you have about engaging in sex and being yeah, connected to gotta, others. There's got to be rules to the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just hearing that, what is your kind of your first impression? Because I know this is something that we share. What's something kind of first off the bat you want people to walk away from about this what or what God is question or what God, what, what God is answer? Uh, uh, being mindful of the divine nature in them. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and how that is going to impact how they interact with people. Yeah. The, the 
dynamic is not going to be just about you getting yours off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, yeah, when yeah. you, when you, I think ethics always considers other people. Mm. Ethics always considers the world outside of you. Like, obviously, in our bubble, we can make up whatever rules we want for ourselves. I can yeah. say today, I don't feel like going to the gym, and there's no accountability to anyone else. Mm. But when you were talking about physical intimacy, there's got to be accountability for that other person and what yeah. they want and, and their needs that are not just physical. Mm-hmm. So this is the reason why I say um, this divine nature informs that. Like you just, you don't treat something that you consider valuable, worthy, any old kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so like with this word that we used earlier, humanity, when you recognize the, the divinity in someone's humanity, you, sh- you sh- it should teach you, inform you, guide you not to just treat them any old kind of way mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. just to be a taker. Mm-hmm. So you're not just sleeping with people because you can and having these physical interactions. You are, those physical interactions are not the basis upon which you interact yeah. with people. Yeah, yeah. They can be a byproduct. They can be, um, a result or an outcome, but but the relationship is itself, I feel like should be based on more of a connection. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's yeah. why I feel like it's it's important to our mission to discuss that because that's what we feel. Yeah. Like we're yeah. both partner first people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And being very connection minded. So let's transition into helping people understand how we arrived at, at, at this particular point. And I Ooh. want us to get into our <laughs> spiritual and sex journeys. Mm-hmm. Because for me, this has really been an interplay between my sex life and my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. They have very unique characteristics. They've been tussling. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they've been worn <laughs> with each other. They've been worn with each other. Right. They've been banging on each other. Mm-hmm running down on each other for quite some time. And now they're in a little bit more of a harmonious place. What about you? Like we're about to get into our journeys, but kind of prefacing it, what has been your spiritual sex journeys? How are they been, you know, coming together or at war with each other? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, it's definitely been some war. You know, we're going to get this war. You're going to get this there's, war. There's, there's been some back yeah. and forth, you know, obviously, you know, when you're thinking about things in a timeline, I learned about, I was exposed to sex first mm-hmm. um, through, you know, molestation. But we, we, we can get into that in the, in our journeys. But because I got that first and then started learning about the spiritual, I feel like more of my flesh was, was winning that mm-hmm. for a long time mm-hmm. when it was just about smashing as many people as I wanted to and you know, then you get, I got to a place in my life where I was, I realized that I'm a connected lover. I don't really just like to sleep around. So that's how, that's what informed how I arrived at this place. So it's been my own lived experiences hearing, you know, from other people. I'll, I'll share this quick story, but I remember my boy was telling me he was about to get it on with this girl. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying before, before he even got there, he was like, yo, God, if you don't want me to do this. Yeah, 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 yeah make it stop yeah do something to you know impede on what's about disrupt. to happen disrupt <laughs> disrupt you know this fight bar come, come through and be a rebel facts and disrupt and he just wasn't getting any prompts mm-hmm. or, or him and his own flesh and his will was not stopping himself so he mm-hmm. was that's what he was asking god for help for and so he was telling me like 
He's with the chick. It's about to go down. She's listening to WBLS. Yeah. And We Fall Down came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, who sings for We Fall Down? Uh, Donnie McClurkin. Okay, very so, famous. Yeah, Christian pastor. Song. Yeah, gospel so, singer. Yo, he said he was about to pipe. We Fall Down comes on and he's instant. Ooh. <laughs> it was like, yo, that was it. That's the help I was yeah, looking yeah, for yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how, those are the types of stories and lived experiences that helped me arrive here. Is learning that it can't just be all about the physical. Yeah, yeah, there has yeah. to be some connection or something else that couches yeah. this bond that brings us and holds this bond together. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get right into it. So let me start with my, my spiritual journey. Please my do. spiritual journey really started off with growing up in a traditional black Baptist household. And I emphasize mm. black Baptist mm. because they really have their own unique flavor mm. and approach to Christianity and spirituality. Oh, episode we could do on that. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could do it on the show. I could do it on therapist couch. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but had that, I was not waiting to 18, went away to college, became this kind of agnostic where I recognized there was a spiritual power or deity, but was becoming more to terms with my own understanding of self-actualization mm. and the power of reflection and meditation and, you know, exerting your power into the world, bringing your intentionality into the mundane and also um, the sacred. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 24, I kind of had another revelation, went back to Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, because I was thinking more about and experiencing more about who Jesus was as a historical person and a spiritual person, encountering spirituality for myself as opposed to it being spoon-fed to me by mm-hmm, my family, mm-hmm. all this small Harlem community I was a part of. Did that for several years, and now I could say, probably up into my mid to late 30s, I am on the fringes of Orthodox Christianity again. Well, I was never on the fringes, but I'm kind of almost on the outs again because I really disagree with church practices around gender, gender equality, gender identity, sex and sexuality. I Mm. I really don't align with a lot of traditional orthodoxy around these practices or these identities or these issues or these concepts. And so once again, I'm on the outside, and mainly because it's not so much just a disagreement like, oh, okay, you know, Eucharist should happen in the beginning or, you know, communion should happen here. Really, it's a fundamental revolt against what I perceive to be an assault on certain human beings. And I mean, when I just bring out the whole concept now of men and women, you have this idea, God is the head and then oh, Jesus the is yeah, yeah. the hierarchy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's good. God, Jesus, man, and women. Yeah. And there's this big space between men and women. And a lot of that to me co-signed superiority. And I think after coming out of what we've come out of the last, you know, let's say 200 years plus of, you know, American life, the American Republic, where mm-hmm. so much of the rhetoric we've had is about superiority and white supremacy and people are above others. And this is the way they were born. This is the way the universe is structured to see that in a spiritual space, to see that in a sacred space to me is, is yeah, problematic. Mm -hmm. And even I'm at a point where I'm calling it evil. Outright. Yeah. Anytime you, you say someone's above someone else become a natural right that they were born that way. I'm not saying, and we're going to talk more about what we're seeing online where there's men asserting their leadership and saying, mm-hmm. hey, men do things, women do things. To me, that's even a that's different, different argument. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a totally different argument. What we're talking about and what I'm seeing in a lot of these sacred church spaces 
is this idea of straight up hierarchy that I am superior to you. And once you bring superiority into love, I don't think God is there anymore. So oh, that's why sure. I'm on the fringes for of sure. Christian orthodoxy. But I, you know, I definitely want to hear about your spiritual journey. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I can even, yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah, you're sure. saying is, is, is that we see that kind of, tyrannical power kind of executed in the church you know, mm-hmm, there's been mm-hmm. years where women weren't allowed to pastor a church or to get up and speak in front of the congregation that's you know been more popular in the last 20 30 yeah, years but it's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know when i was growing up i mean I'm, I'm 42 but when i was young um we just i didn't see a lot of that i didn't see a lot of mm-hmm. women in these roles of power leadership, in the church yeah, yeah. roles of leadership in the church um, so yeah, I, I, that's part of the journey growing up in a, in a black Pentecostal Baptist, uh, A&E <laughs> tradition. I mean, Ebenezer bro, down the block, bro, <laughs> on the side of the road to Jericho, missionary <laughs> Baptist <laughs> church of Zion. <laughs> Shout out to don't be a menace. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Movie. Classic, classic. Uh, but yeah, man, it was like. Those traditions are really what kind of girded me when I was younger and informed a lot of my values around sex. But I mean, they were very much limiting Mm -hmm. in in that the only realm for sex was in marriage. So it was like, obviously, as a young person, I have all of this energy to want to experience this, but you're telling me I can't until this time and yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so yeah, 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 even yeah. how you were taught, everything you were taught about sex or the things that you want in life had these barriers yeah, to it, yeah, absolutely. which were spiritual. Yeah, 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 yeah. God don't want you to do this. Yeah. It's wrong for you. To, and you just like, what? Well, I mean, what can I do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, I would like my spiritual journey was, was kind of, was kind of that. It was all of the rules and regulations, but none of the relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you know, one of the things that we always say is seek to connect before you correct. I think that's one of the issues with church in general. They're not necessarily trying to connect with people in the pews. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we have this God figure, the preacher in the pulpit, who's who's supposed to be the mouthpiece giving you, you know, your man or your daily bread every Sunday. And, and that kind of becomes what you're supposed to live by. Mm. Um, so... That, that was a lot of my spiritual journey was based on rules and regulations, not a lot of relationship. And now, once I, since I've left the church, I feel like my spirituality has increased like a mm. hundredfold. I feel like I know God in ways I was never exposed to him when I was in yeah. church. Even being in ministry, leading the praise and worship team, or being groomed to be a pastor, like they were just not, there wasn't more, this relationship aspect. That's what was missing. Um, in my spiritual journey. And like I said, it's been increased over and over mm-hmm, since mm-hmm, I left mm-hmm. the church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's powerful. Yeah. And it's so funny how I think in both of our stories, there's this idea of leaving that established community where there were all these traditional rules and encountering God on our own terms, mm-hmm. developing our own spiritual maturity on our own terms. And so many people in society have a problem with that term, right? Because everything becomes personalized now, right? You can, you know, trick out your iPhone. You can make your MacBook a certain way. So why does God now have to be a part of this machine of personalization that is just taking over the technology and, you know, technology markets in the larger world? Mm -hmm. But I think what we're saying is going beyond personalization, but to really encounter discovery. Yeah. 
Yeah, discovering. Yeah, for sure. What was given to you, what was on the inside, what was working for you, and you had to take time to, to get that. So let's shift. Talk a little bit about your sex journey. You touched on it a little bit earlier. You know, can you please say more about it? Yeah, well, like I was saying, I mean, sex for me, I was at least exposed to it at a very young age. Um, started with sexual abuse, uh, probably from like ages four through ten. Uh, with different family members and so it was just kind of like my first introduction into sex was from a transgressive point of view we talk about that a lot yeah yeah that's the part um, I was wondering and and then also I waited for a long time to actually have sex because of that spiritual upbringing but like yo once I finally popped the lid it was like son <laughs> I kicked in the door <laughs> We've been the four four. All See all the condoms on the floor. Hit me no more, cause yo son, I made up for all the lost time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I made up for all the lost time, bro. I got. I mean, you know, I got a high body count. Well, it's high for me. It's high for what I. Some people like, think it's high though, son. Some people, yeah. Some I mean, people. Most, I yeah, think for the average I don't person, say niggas ain't getting no pussy, but. Nah, nah. I mean, yes, yes. It it is high. It's in the, it's in you know three digits. I didn't expect you to say all that though. But, but, but still, I mean, just for perspective, just yeah, for yeah, context. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I would just say my sexual journey has led me to realize that I'm more of a connected lover, and mm. you know they say numbers don't lie, but in this case they do, because they don't really reflect, um the type of ethics and morals that I see now should really be guiding those kind of interactions. So I've, I've shared with you before, more than half of the women that I've stuck with, I would probably take back because they were just physical interactions. And I think now knowing that I'm more of a connected lover, those are the circumstances under which I would want to mm-hmm, interact mm-hmm, with somebody mm-hmm, intimately. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be we're in love, you know what I mean? There's there's romance and this it doesn't have to be that, but I at least have to know that there's mutual respect, mm. that there's consent on both on both sides, not yeah, just yeah, on mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh on both sides and and that both people care about each other's humanity. Yeah. Cause that's really important. You know what I mean? Like there's there's nothing like having an orgasm with someone, sharing an orgasm with someone who appreciates the interaction as much as you do on all of these different levels. Mm-hmm. They're being fed emotionally, spiritually, physically too. Mm-hmm. And they care that you have the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's been my journey. It's, it's, it's gone from being very like quantity specific to quality specific. That's, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, and that that quality, we're going to say some more about that because I know we've talked about that in the show and something that's always going to loop back with us. Mm-hmm. You know, your sex journey is very interesting because like you, growing up in the Black Baptist tradition, right, sex was for marriage. You know, I actually, you know, started having sex when I was a teenager, stopped. And then I started having sex again in my 20s and then I stopped and then I was... Just playing red light, green light? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, son, red light, green, green light. light, green light with his dick over here. Come on, bro. <laughs> must have been Yo, some dude, upset women out here Yo. messing with you. <laughs> My 
that, bro. Yeah. No, was, yo, you really brought me back to red light, green light. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, red light. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> On some Squid Game shit, episode one. Yeah, I, you, so then, you know, then once I got into a committed relationship in my, in my late 20s, then I've had, you know, I that's where I really started having sex again, obviously. And then even now as a 42-year-old man, my sex life is great. It's amazing. Mm. Not just because mm. what I'm receiving, but, you know, in communication with my lover, with my partner, mm. she's like, yo, this is amazing sex. And this is what we have something together that we cherish and we hold and we learn from each other. And we keep experimenting and it gets better and better and richer and richer. And so I have this kind of like, when I look at back at the theme of my sex life, it's like start stops, also wrestling with concepts around how do I feel about certain situations where, you know, I could, I could do something with somebody and then see them in the street and not talk to them or they not mm -hmm. talk to me and these mm -hmm. kinds of transactional relationships, which were awash in now with swipe culture. Back then it wasn't as prevalent, but it was still there. Right. And so making those transitions and moving that conversation forward now to where I'm at and where you're at, what do you see as the links between uh, sex and spirituality that you think are important for us to bring to bear in this conversation when we're talking about God and the God part of the love God, love sex uh, name? What are the links? Um, humanity to me, that's, that's, that's the link. That's what the linchpin that holds us all together because like, like we talked about ethics will always consider other people. Mm. So when you are moving ethically with someone, when you're moving in morality, it would be hard for you to just smash and dash. It, mm. it, it, would, it should be hard for you to just do that, to just take from somebody, get what you want and be on your way. Even if, I would say unless that's their preference. Yeah. And then to me, that's yeah. that's equal. That's, yeah. you know, we've talked about this. Is yeah, 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 yeah. We've agreed on this is the dynamic of our relationship. And so this is how we're moving. Yeah. But absent of that, I mean, I feel like the, the, the ethics of how you deal with people should not lead you to just be a taker. Yeah, to yeah, just yeah. getting what you want. So like I said, the link for me is definitely honoring humanity and, and finding people worthy of that kind of worship that kind of consideration that kind of thoughtfulness mm -hmm. that to yeah. me is really what holds it all together yeah and i think for me the link there also is community you know being able to rap with you on the show also privately mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we're, mm -hmm. we're not recording or publishing uh rapping with other people in our cypher that we both know talking about sex talking about my spirituality i think for me the link there is community and how you continually always look to community as a way of challenging yourself and also shoring yourself up and strengthening yourself. And I think that's what you also need in your spiritual journey and your sex journey. And if you're going to talk about intertwining them, because some people are going to say, hey, man, my sex life is my sex life. My spirituality is separate. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's separate. And hey, I'm not going to you know, bring you down about yeah. that no because judgment. that's, yeah, that's mm -hmm. who you are. But I think if you're going to walk in this interplay and trying to see how they fit together, you definitely need community as a way to a challenge, critique, but also grow you and also strengthen you as you should be doing for them. Mm. You, you definitely need the challenge and the growth. Yeah. Because, you know, we can all, you know, as the scriptures say, lean to our own understanding mm. and move in a way that just considers us. I think that's what, to me, that's what that, the literal translation of that means. 
Um, but you need people to challenge your ideas mm-hmm. and your thoughts mm-hmm. and to tell you there's nothing wrong with, with doing that. Let's take it out of right and wrong. But is that, been, is that beneficial to the whole? It's like your boy tell, mm-hmm. told you, if you're considering doing something that's only beneficial to you, it might not be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if it's only convenient for you. If it's only convenient for you, then you know what I mean? That, that yeah. might not necessarily be what the choice should be. Yeah. So community keeps you, again, mindful of other people. It yeah, keeps yeah, you yeah. connected to people outside of yourself. So yeah. you're not moving selfishly. You're not moving in a bubble. Again, that just considers you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but another thing I want to say is like, yo, I truly believe that sex is God's creation. Mm. And and as such, I believe that it was created for procreation and for pleasure. So so as such, you have to be mindful of the people that you're procreating with mm-hmm. and that you're interacting in these pleasure scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't I've never met a woman who told me, yo, just use me, use my body, take it from <laughs> me. And, and then you can leave and I'll be happy. I'll be satisfied. I've mm. never heard a woman say that. That's, so, that's so, so that's not a, an interaction that I want to perpetuate. Mm. Even though we can do that, we can have these casual relationships and it can be cool. I just know that for me, what links everything together is that connectivity um, and that humanity. So what you're saying is things could be casual. Things don't have to be super commitment as far as wedding or standing in front of the judge getting that piece of paper, but just because you're not doing that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking for opportunities to, as you mentioned, create psychological safety, physical mm-hmm, safety, mm-hmm, care mm-hmm. and concern. Emotional safety. You know, if you leave my crib, did you get home safely? Facts. You know what I mean? Did you, did you, did I feed you while you were here? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. Dialoguing. As we begin to wrap up, what is it that you want people to walk away with? from this episode. We spent a lot of time talking about what the God is and the love God loves sex, right? We're talking little G, not big G, talking mm-hmm. about the importance of developing an ethical system that connect is connected to your sex practices. We use the term humanity a lot. You use the term connectivity a lot. We use the term partner first mm-hmm. in other conversations. And if not, you know, we're using it now, being partner first. What is it that you think people should take away from this episode about their spiritual journey with sex? Being mindful of of the ethics and and how how that's going to be applied to their intimate relationships. I mean, like I said, ethics always points you in, a, in to consider other people. So when you are you know applying this message, this partner first, mm-hmm. when we talk about this partner first message, um, or ethic mindset approach, that's the environment that you're creating. You're you're creating an environment where both people feel uh cared for both people feel respected both people feel honored both people feel pleasured mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hopefully there's a both orgasm yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah i mean i feel like the the ethics of being mindful of the ethics that guide and govern your relationship and interactions with people like i feel like that should be that's what i would want people to walk away with yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. be mindful about these rules that you play the game with yeah and, and let those rules kind of be shaped by considering other people. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. To me, that's really what it boils down to. When I, again, when we talk about love God, to me, that's what loving God looks like. Loving the divine in yourself looks like 
recognizing it and acknowledging it and loving it in other people. And so that should never create a situation where you're okay or comfortable with them getting anything less than what you have. Mm, Got it. Yeah, that's 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 quite powerful. That's where that's what it boils down to. For yeah, me. yeah. But yeah, man, talk talk about your perspective on I, that. I think the most important thing, most important word of this show was humanity. Facts. Humanity. Mm-hmm. It's easy in the swipe culture transaction based uh, system that we kind of have now around sex coupling. Uh, to ghost people, to avoid people, to waste people's time, and then not be accountable to it, and to walk away and be like, hey, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah, That's good. you know, yeah. you're playing the game. You came up snake eyes. <laughs> the big guys come out the back to take you to the back if you can't pay, <laughs> and you got to roll them dice. Yeah, yeah, you got to deal now with, with with the rules of the casino. Right, it's yeah, easy to yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say that because it's a quick out, and it and it doesn't put any tax on you emotionally, psychologically, physically, yeah, yeah. as opposed to asking yourself, is this the way that you ultimately want to be treated? Forget the fact that you're playing a game, because we're all playing games on on some level. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, how do you ultimately want to be treated? And can you create that for yourself instead of someone else, even in the couplings or the mating or the sex that you want to create with this person that may even be more temporary rather than it's more Mm -hmm. Mm long-term? And so that's, that's what I want people to walk away from, you know? Honoring and putting your uh, your humanity and other people's humanity first in all of your your sex practices. It's important. Yeah, for I sure. mean, it, it, it's the basis um, of of our perspective. Yeah. You know, we talk about partner first approach. As men, I feel like that's big because I don't hear a lot of men talking like that. Yeah. Um, but but being partner first, having that approach, again, it really reinforces what we're talking about this yeah. humanity and yeah. considering other people outside of yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go yeah. go human first or go humanity first. <laughs> uh that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Uh check out our social pages that we mentioned, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, it's YouTube at Love God Love Sex Pod. Also available on email, connect at Love God Love Sex Podcast dot net. Thanks a guy thanks again guys for a great episode. We'll check you next time. Peace.